All right, welcome in. Uh, we thought, hey, Ridge and I thought, uh, you know, on a little Sunday afternoon, I'm drinking a little bush peach, uh, that we would uh, kind of, you know, do our own pod. Uh, listening to uh, Jimmy's little 18 minute thing got my got my juices flowing for a pod, and mm-hmm. so I texted Rich. Rich and I had been messaging him a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Let's do it." So, Rich, thanks for uh, joining me today, man. We can uh, get some uh, content out for everybody. Yeah, man. Thanks for putting together the, you know, putting the idea together and sending over kind of your ideas. Um, you know, I, I tried that Bush Peach, Bush Peach for the first time last weekend, man. That's yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. I, I, I go through phases where I drink a lot of them. Then I get kind of get sick of them. I have to go back to my normal bushes and then I'll get uh-huh. I'll, I'll be feeling the peaches again. So they're kind of going waves because too many peaches. I'm they, It's too much, too sweetness, too much sweetness for me. Well, you know, what's weird about it is it's not like a shandy. Right, no. like, a, like a summer shandy is like you know it's very fruity. Yeah, you at least still get to taste a bit of the beer. Yeah, exactly. Which I which yeah which I really like. Yeah. So today I thought uh, Rich and I will go through uh, kind of some of the main trades that we had over the last couple of weeks. Um, we'll kind of give our favorite favorite and least favorite uh, picks from each round from the draft, and then we're going to go through every single team. We're going to give a sleeper. Um, that we a guy we think maybe uh, can overachieve this year or maybe a little underrated, and then a guy maybe that we don't think is going to live up to the expectations. Uh, maybe last year what what the general consensus consensus is for this year. So, um, we it might be a little long, but you know what? Hey, good content's good content. So, uh, let's go through the first trade here. I'm going to start uh, for the first one, kind of a, a big one here. Uh, Ju- uh, Julian gives up Mike Williams, Zayvon Collins a 2025 first round pick and uh, looks like Scott gets Stefan Diggs. Uh, oh no, sorry. Uh, Opposite. Yes, Opposite. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Julian is giving up Mike Williams, Avon Collins in 2021 first, and he is getting Stefan Diggs. Uh, Rich, what was your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Julian continues to commit and go all in. Um, I thought I thought you know most of these trades that we're going to talk about I thought were a little weird. I'll dive into that a little later, considering there were some big names and some big trades going on in July. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people just caught the fever or what, but um, I really liked this haul for Scott. I think trading a 30-year-old wide receiver for a, a young Zayvon Collins who's now playing DN uh, and a wide receiver who which kind of softens the blow in Mike Williams of losing a guy like Diggs. Um, he's a couple years younger, um, and I think that 25 draft capital as Julian's team gets older and maybe doesn't quite make it this year, maybe makes it next year. Maybe he starts to sell off some pieces that 25 first could be a mid rounder. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, Lisa Julian's going, going all in. Uh, I like Zayvon Collins a lot this year. We'll get more into him in, in our breakdown. Cause I, I think him moving to DNs is a huge, uh, might be a difference maker in, in, in his fantasy outlook this year. And so, yeah, I love mm-hmm. the trade for Scott, Mike Williams, uh, younger, and that 2020, like you said, that 2025 first, uh, I think Julian has, um, you know, he, he, he's got a great team, one of the top, probably top three teams in the league, but I think it's definitely a, a has a shorter window uh, than some of the other top tier teams. And so well, don't, I, and don't, don't get it twisted. It's a great get. I mean, oh, Stephon is still going to ball this year, right? Mm-hmm. He's still going to ball, but certainly um, is what he gave up enough to off to, is he going to get much more out of digs? Than he would have gotten out of Mike Williams to offset the loss of Collins in his 25 first. I don't know if I quite see that value there. Might come down to Quentin Johnson, how good he is for uh, for 
for how good Mike Williams could be this year. But yeah, it's, I mean, Stefan Diggs is definitely better than Mike Williams, no doubt. But 100%. 100%. Um, the better player, Julian got the better player out of this. 100%. Year. And so if he wins it this year, it, it will be a great trade in, in, in everybody's eyes. Yep. Next trade, uh, the Shade gave up uh, Van Jefferson, a 2025 first round pick. And uh, Dump Truck D- Dave gave up George Pickens in a 2025 third. Uh, and so looks like Walt gets George Pickens in a third and Dave gets a first rounder in Van Jefferson. Your thoughts on this trade, Rich? Yeah, so this is kind of where I want to get into it a little bit because we're going to talk about the other trade, right? Um, yep. You don't know what your team looks like. You don't, none of these guys, this is before camp has even started. You don't know if these guys are going to make it out of camp. I mean, I think we've seen yesterday with that scare of Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going all in, you're trading your draft capital, your liquid assets, right. That you could have possibly to try to, to figure out who's in best position later in the season to try to make your push. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I truly don't understand why you would, you know, pick and choose and get rid of first round draft capital, um, for guys before camp has even started. It doesn't make much sense to me. That being said, um, I think the better player, uh, obviously Walt got the better player here. Um, but, um, I just, I just don't understand the move. I mean, now if they make it out of camp, you know, Christian McCaffrey, the next year we're going to talk about George Pickens, um, they're able to contribute. They stay healthy all year long and it helps, it helps Walt get to the point where he can compete for a championship. My whole concern is let's say he gets there and he still doesn't quite have enough. He has nothing left in the tank to try to go get something else to get him over the hump. And he'd be he'd be draft pick poor at that point. So um, it's just a little perplexing to me to see all that this big time action and big time stuff move before camp even started. Yeah, I I just not sure if if honestly I'm not sure if George Pickens warrants a first round pick. Uh, that's just that's just my opinion. I, I yes, he's shown flashes. Um, he but, was a first round pick. Now he wasn't. He was 12th overall. Sure. I I just I'm not sure if. I don't. I don't know. Is he worth like? Would I rather just maybe you know if if it's Waltz 2025 first, maybe that's a fourth or fifth, maybe sixth pick. I, could you get a better wide receiver at that point than George Pickens? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think George Pickens is a sure thing. And that that's really what it comes down to. I don't think yeah. he's a sure thing. Um, I've heard reports from camp. He's a little inconsistent and. You know that that who knows how good um, oh the quarterback at, 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 in Pittsburgh really is, and frankly, I actually and I know Van Jefferson has been traded a lot in this in this leagues, but yeah, I could could Van Jefferson be a decent wide receiver this year? I don't know. I think I think it's possible. So yeah, if yeah. if I mean if George Pickens works works out and he he hits his ceiling, then it's a no brainer. I'm just – I'm not convinced that George Pickens is ever going to hit the ceiling, so we'll see. Let's not forget that that Walt is the wide receiver whisperer. Yeah, true. So maybe maybe he knows something we don't. Yeah, so we'll find out. Uh, next one is Walt gave up Devontae Smith in a 2024 first, and uh, he got Christian McCaffrey from Jimmy. Big trade here. Uh, Rich, what was your thoughts on this one? I love this move from Jimmy. It's like a typical slimy Jimmy kind of thing to do, right? He, like – goes all in last year, goes and gets a guy like Christian McCaffrey, then finds a way to like dump him for somebody four years younger uh, in a, in a good offense and still picks up what he believes is going to be a, 
mid-round first next year. Um, and not only, and even if he doesn't make the pick, that gives him the ability to, if the time comes and he's making a push to win a championship, he now has Walt's 24 first in his back pocket to try to buy something to put him over the hump. So I really like the trade by Jimmy. I think this this trade is super interesting to me in in our league, and I also think there's like an, in my outlook on general fantasy football that's I think it's shifting. I've seen a shift in the last maybe two or three years where, mm-hmm. frankly, people we it used to be you know first picks of drafts running back got to have your running backs got running backs this. I mean it was all about making sure you got those top end running backs, and I think there's a shift going on in fantasy football and especially because our league, we only have to only have to start one running back where I think wide receivers are becoming slowly more uh, valuable than run than high end running backs because of the durability, because of the, the long, the length of their careers. Yeah. And, and I just think because of where the NFL is going when it comes to not a lot of, not a lot of backfields are, are going are having just one guy they're having, you know, they're having a pass catcher, they're having a goal line guy. And I think, the fancy community is finally realizing like, you know what? It is more important, more valuable to have a Justin Jefferson a Jamar chase, a Devon, a Devante Smith than it is to have some of these running backs. And so I, it's just a great trade for uh, Jimmy. And I, I, and I think it's just, like I said, it's, it's a, it's the movement of fantasy football that I've seen um, last couple of years. Do you agree with that, Rich? You know what I'm saying? Well, hundred percent. I think we see it, you know, what we're seeing in the NFL with these running backs holding out and, you know, uh, I think there were some examples um, posted on Twitter from certain running backs about a third wide receiver making more than a starting running back uh, in the league. And I think the NFL sees it. Uh, fantasy community is, is starting to see it as well, that wide receiver is the premium position, especially if you're playing any type of half PPR, PPR league. Yeah. Um, wide receiver is key. You just need some guys at running back um, that can get you over the hump. And it, and it really helps to have you know, those guys handcuffed too um, because injuries happen uh, a lot more often uh, to the running back position than the wide receiver. Certainly. And then the last draft, uh, last trade, uh, Jimmy gave me Samaje P. Ryan. I gave him Elijah Mitchell. Um, only reason why I add this because I, I, I didn't see – Jimmy didn't add it to his last pod. So just want to get your thoughts on, on, a, on a trade that Jimmy and I made, Rich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want to know where your – I mean, I want to know where your head was with, with this. But, like, for me, it was weird especially after, you know, I'm like, okay, they're, they're swapping handcuffs, right? Elijah Mitchell for CMC and P. Ryan for um, uh, Javante, right? So um, I like the the age on Elijah a lot better. Um, and I think we've seen Elijah Mitchell. Um, he's a very talented running back when he was starting in San Francisco. He's very explosive. And if anything happens to CMC, I can see Elijah just being an absolute beast in that offense. Um, but I, can, I get – Wanting to handcuff, but I think the talent and the better player in this trade is Eliza Mitchell. Hundred percent. And 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 you know when we first were talking about this, he wanted to add a third into it, and on top of said absolutely not. Um, and so really, to me, it was I want a running back. I want to share the running back in Sean Payton's offense. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. well documented that Sean Payton's offenses are really do really well for running backs. And that's even before uh, Kamara. I mean, he's he's had a history of it, and I who I didn't know what was happening with Javante Williams. Obviously, I've had some positive, more positive news about his his knee, and mm-hmm. uh, I just you know Elijah Mitchell's 
knees are just a disaster too. I mean, he can't stay healthy. I do agree Elijah Mitchell's way better than Samaje Pirine, but uh, Elijah can't stay healthy. His knees are screwed. And so, um, you know, I, I would, I just, I wanted to keep my handcuff in case Javante Williams uh, missed time, which, which I was talking to Jimmy. I hope uh, they should, they should not start play Javante for like the first five, four or five weeks. Please okay. don't, yeah. please don't because then I, they stay healthy. I've already got Pirine. And let him pee right and shine, and then come in when you're fully healthy. So, um, it's I, I wanted the handcuffs, so that's fine with me. Let's let's move on to the draft here, and uh, you and I will go each round by round, and we'll just give one favorite, our favorite pick, and our least favorite pick from the first round. I haven't seen your pick, so I'm in, or what you pick, so I'm interested to see what uh, your least and fa- favorites and least favorites were. We're gonna start with round one. What was your favorite pick there, Rich? Yeah, so I'm going to stay away from any of my picks, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. only focus on uh, other people's picks because obviously I, I had a lot of picks and I like a lot of my picks. But that being said, um, I loved the Anthony Richardson pick in the first round by Dave at 110. Um, I think there was a lot in the mid first round that was kind of lackluster. Um, I think this is the biggest upside. It's a big gamble, but based on what was left available it's the best value of the first round and you know what we're seeing now with running backs that have that rushing floor um gives you a good floor to just kind of build off of um especially with getting you know rushing touchdowns like we're seeing with Jalen Hurts which is really boosting his fantasy production um I really love the Anthony Richardson pick yeah um my favorite was Zay Flowers um looks like Kellen took Zay Flowers at 106 I just, I just think he's a really good wide receiver and on an offense that I, I'm not I'm not convinced Rashad Bateman's uh is a wide receiver one. And I, mm. I don't even care if OBJ is there, he's old. I just I just believe in Zay Flowers' talent. I watch his film from Boston College and I'm just yeah. I think he's really good. And I think Lamar Jackson's you know, eventually I don't care how good of a, a runner Lamar Jackson is, if he's gonna be successful, he's gotta learn how to throw the ball to wide receivers. If this team ever wants to win a Super Bowl, he's got to be able to learn how to throw the football. And so if Zay Flowers is as talented as I, as I see, then I think it might be a really good pick for uh, for Kellen. What do you got for your least favorite pick? Zay Flowers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, um, like I was saying, like, like six through ten, six through nine, really, um, I really felt bad for These guys that were in that position in this, I don't really feel that bad. Our Charbonnet, Anderson, Ken, uh, Kendry Miller. It was just really lackluster. I felt like these guys are guys in previous drafts that would be going into the first, beginning of the second round if this draft was a bit deeper at the top end of the positions. Um, and for me, you know, I'd rather have a guy, a top end DN like Will Anderson over Zay Flowers. I'd rather have, you know, a big back like Zach Charbonnet. Um, so for me, taking a 5'9", you 182-pound know, wide receiver at six overall, um, I just felt there maybe could have been a better pick there. Now, I'm not saying Zay Flowers shouldn't have went six to nine. He definitely yeah. fits in that area of the draft. But having him be the first taken out of, you know, those four to five players, mm-hmm. it just seemed like bad value to me. Okay. Hey, what's I love this because guess what my least favorite pick was? What's that? Anthony Richards. 
Uh, <laughs> honestly, it, it's nothing because Anthony. I don't. I don't. I, it's not because of Anthony Richardson. I, I actually I made this decision because of looking at Dave's team, and uh-huh. Dave Dave already has three. He already had three white quarterbacks. You know, he's yeah. got Tua. He's got Aaron Rodgers. Like I just to me, like and you look at his his tight ends. He's got like Tyler Conklin and Tyler Higby, and like to me, I would rather have like Dalton Kincaid. Over yeah. and when you already have three quarterbacks, a Tua, and I believe in Tua. Um, I don't get me wrong, I, I, I understand Anthony Richardson's upside and his ceiling, but I mean, it's, to me, it seems like Dave is going to kind of go into a mini rebuild. And so, a, a young tight end like Dalton Kincaid, I, I think I would prefer, I would even prefer maybe even a Jonathan Mingo over um, Anthony Richardson. I just, I, I just don't believe in, in Anthony, I don't, I don't believe in Anthony Richardson. I'm sorry. He, he yeah. doesn't have his film. He has not played enough football in college to warrant. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know he's athletic, but we've seen how bad throwing athletic black quarterbacks do in the NFL. Not very good. Jalen Hurts. You're just is, talking about Lamar's trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, and having faith in him to figure it out. So. Now, I mean, he, he needs to. I mean, I'm saying he needs to. And if he's going to, uh, Zay Flowers is the guy. But it's, it's, I, I like that the we had. Or opposite. Uh, round two, Rich. What was your favorite pick in round two? Yeah, so for me, I really liked the the two twelve pick by Jeff here, taking Tank Bigsby. I think uh, from a from this class, I think he fell quite further than I thought he would. Uh, and Jeff Jeff snatched him up. I think he'll get a, a share of the ball in that backfield right away um, with with Etienne and Hasty. I think he'll mix in, in pretty well, especially around the goal line. Um, yeah, I went with uh, at 202. Uh, two, I didn't realize he'd gone. I've gone Kellen twice in a row. Rasheed Rice. I mean, anytime you can get a, a wide receiver that's quarterback, his name Patrick Mahomes. I think it's a great pick in the second round. Uh, again, I, I think he's a talented guy. I think he's got uh, the ability to go up and, and, and catch balls at the highest point. Um, and so, if he can be, he's a little raw. If he can become a better route runner and, and, and polish it up. Again, his, I think his 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 ceiling is really high when you have a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, yeah. if you if you can get a you know, and I know, and frankly, there's not a really a wide receiver one uh, besides Travis Kelsey at uh, at Kansas City. So the opportunity will be there. What's your, what's your least favorite pick? So for me, it was Tajay Spears to Walt to two hundred six. Mm-hmm. Not only do I not not only do I see this here as a reach, but Tajay Spears was on my do not draft list due to the issues he's had throughout his career. I mean, two season-ending ACL tears on the same knee at Tulane, and he's been diagnosed with full-thickness full cartilage loss, arthritis, and no ACL in that knee today. Um, I, I wasn't going to draft him even if he was all the way down in the fourth round, and I think 206 is way too high to take on a guy without a knee. Yeah. No, I, Especially I, 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 Derek Henry. So. For sure. Um, I went with uh, who did I go with? Let me look. Trent Simpson or Trenton Simpson. Um, mm-hmm. I think he went. Where did he go here? He went two oh nine uh, to Geyser Plan. I just think uh, who knows what Patrick Queen's uh, contract issue? Are they, they going to re-sign him? Are they, they going to pick up his fifth year? Um, and I, I know he ran a four 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 three at the combine, which is awesome. I just I watch him on film. I just don't know if he's big enough, and he's going to really. I think he's more of a pass rusher. Than he is a, a a guy who's going to rack up tackles, and so at, when you're going to when he's going to be a linebacker this year, and he's mostly just going to probably rush the passer. I'm not sure 
if uh, he's going to have a lot of value maybe in the first couple of years. Now, with our thing, maybe he goes to DN next year and maybe he has higher value. But um, I, I just didn't I, – I, I'm not convinced, especially if Patrick Queen uh, picks up his fifth-year option. Uh, third round, who's your favorite pick? Yeah, so for me in the third round, I love the 306 pick by the good doctor uh, took Chase Brown. Uh, I think Brown has a chance to contribute in year one or year two. Um, Mixon, uh, I think there's there were some rumors about him possibly being cut. He has two years left on his contract. He'll be a free agent in 2025. Um, and he's 27 already. Uh, so maybe even next year um, they may want to just cut ties with Mixon and, and move to Chase Brown. And I think he's in, he's set himself up in a pretty good position there in Cincinnati. Yeah, I went with another uh, running back. I actually went with your running back, Rashawn Johnson. I, I really like the upside there. Uh, I think I, I, it might be a little murky this year. We got, you got Foreman, you got Herbert. Uh, but I, I, I do think if you, if you put on film of Rashawn Johnson, um, mm-hmm. yeah, because he, he backed up Bijan at Texas and I, he, he can pe- catch the ball. He's, he's actually a really, really talented running back. And unfortunately, just not, he wasn't really well known because he played behind Bijan Robinson. And yep. so I think, uh, if he gets an opportunity in, in Chicago, I think he might be the best running back uh, pound for pound in, in, in Chicago right now. So it might be a steal there at 301. Yeah, I was shocked he fell that far, honestly. He was much higher on my board. Yes. Uh, well, who's your least favorite pick? So right in front of Chase Brown at 305, uh, D-tackle Jalen Carter. Um, I think this is a guy who fell in the NFL draft due to character issues. I mean, he still went nine, so you can't deny that he has got the talent there. But taking a D tackle here in the middle of the third when there's still talented skill position players available, uh, to me, I think it was just a bad pick by Corey. Uh, I went with a 312. Scott traded up to get Luke Musgrove, Musgrove, not because I disliked the player, but because I really, really wanted him at 401 and he traded up to get him. And so I'm just pissed off. And so that's, it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible pick by Scott. I hope he's stuck and fucking sucks today. Uh, fourth round, your favorite pick. So for me, fourth round, I like, I mean, you know, it is fourth round picks, but at 407, uh, Puganaku by Dave, um, I think there's a path to some snaps with Ben Sorkin and Van Jefferson currently projected starters next to Cooper Cup. Um, I think he's he's got size to be productive in the NFL. Not blazing speed. He ran a 4-5, but I think he was well worth a mid-four-rounder, fourth-rounder. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm a dick, I, but I went with myself, my pick, uh, Jordan Battle. Uh you know, they lost uh, Bates and Bell over the offseason. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of great things out of camp. He went to Alabama, which is a good pedigree. And so a guy who can step in and play safety right away, um, mm-hmm. he's already getting first-team reps um, in training camp. And so if, if he's a starter uh, in Cincinnati, I mean, I think Bates and Bell both had successful seasons um, in Cincinnati. And so I, I always read, root, um, bet on Alabama safeties. They do pretty well in the NFL usually. So they I love myself. Uh, your least favorite pick? Hendon Hooker. He should be a free agent. He's 25. Oh, really? I don't think yeah. he's a bad quarterback to golf. I, I just don't see him being the future quarterback in Detroit. Um, I just I just see that as kind of like a throwaway pick. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think uh, I I knew I had Joe Burrow, and I thought, okay, if you know, I can keep Hendon Hooker on my bench, and, and I'm probably going to have to drop him eventually, but now he's out. And so if he can sit on my RR, IR until – I need to drop him, then I will. Yeah. I don't know. Use it. I, I, I just want to root for a guy because if Hunter Hunger could be good, I think he was talented at Tennessee, then it's good for Lions fans. 
Yeah. I, I went with Dorian Williams. Um, sounds like he's not getting a look at middle linebacker at Buffalo. We thought he was, and so he's a backup. Um, but again, it's a fourth rounder, so I like. I, it's not like a bad pick. Like I, I, I know Dorian Williams has some talent, but um, I don't think he's going to have a successful first couple of years if they're, they're already like saying no middle linebacker you're not even not even an option so he, again fourth round pick I, I i can't say it's a really terrible pick but it's just my least favorite because i couldn't really choose between any other ones uh all right let's move on to team breakdowns again we're going to go through uh each of us will give a sleeper uh and then a guy we don't think it's going to live up to expectations and we'll start with ryan Jonesboro jedi who was your sleeper for his team yeah, so for me, I I, I think um, you know David and Joku uh, here could um, be very good. I think he was tight end fourteen um, last year. I think with Watson getting back into the swing of things, I think Njoku finds himself with a more consistent quarterback potential for a top eight tight end this year. Uh, let's see what I wrote. David Ojoku, Watson getting a full offseason with his weapons, and Joko has always had upside and shown flashes. I think he's a top five tight end this year. Wow. Wow. So, on the same page for once. Yeah, finally. Uh, <laughs> a, a guy you don't think is going to live up to expectations. Um, Justin Fields. Um, I think people are going to start keying on him running the ball a lot. Um, I don't know if he's really going to you know, over one season develop much more in the throwing, in the passing game. Um, I just think with his style of play, uh, it's not that he's not going to still produce when he's on the field. I just think he's going to have a hard time staying on the field this year. Yeah, I did. Uh, same team, different player, Khalil Herbert, uh, crowded backfield. I think he's getting drafted as the clear RB1 on that team. I'm not really sure that's the case. Foreman's, is he, and it sounds like I'm going to guess Foreman's going to get the goal line carries. Is Johnson going to have a role? And Herbert's had some injury history, and so – um, I wouldn't just – I don't think it's a slam dunk that Cleo Herbert's the, uh, the RB1 on that team um, yeah. and e- even worth probably starting in, in at some point this year, I think. Next team is your team there, Rich. Bijan, Bijan, who's your sleeper? So, I mean, we've talked about him a lot, so I don't know if he's sleeping anymore, but I like Roshan Johnson this year. Um, I know we talked about Foreman, you know, maybe getting goal line carries, but I think Roshan's definitely going to get third down work. You know, he, for, a, for a big guy, six foot two twenty five, he can really catch the ball in the backfield and make some stuff happen. Um, so I think as a, you know, he's really going to exceed expectations this year as an NFL fourth-round draft pick and an HFFL third-round draft pick. So for me, I, I think, uh, you know, he should be on some people's radars as uh, somebody who could, who could produce this year. Yeah, and I went with Gabe Davis. Uh, he was a trendy sleeper pick last year, um, but – he was, but he, he let us down. He was inconsistent last year, but he did have a nagging ankle injury. They're talking about Josh Allen running less this year. I just think it's one of those classic, like we're one year too early on the sleeper. I think he has a classic bounce back season. I think, uh, you know, he's clearly the wide receiver too on that team. And when Josh Allen's your quarterback, I think uh, good things are, are definitely uh, capable of happening. Uh, players you don't think can live up to expectations. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I was so, I think I'm still better from last year. I'm just so sure. frustrated. Um, sure. I just there's a lot of mouths to feed, especially now with them possibly running two tight end sets with Knox and, and Kincaid. Um, it's just you know he's been a big play guy. Can we see him maybe run more intermediate routes? Uh, you know the routes that I think Diggs run runs. You know those big long crossing routes through zones and sitting down in zone coverage and, and, and making, you know, making big plays after the catch. Um, you know, 
Gabe Davis kind of runs that clear out, those clear out routes deep down the, deep down the field. So, um, you know, can he start getting into and be more featured in the offense? I don't know. Um, I do think to your point, there is some pretty high expectations for him because he did, you know, uh, have a letdown year last year. They're talking about, Oh, he played through an ankle injury from week two. You know, he only missed two weeks and um, one of them was sitting out for the playoffs. So uh, he did tough it out. Um, I just, I just feel unless they do something different with him in the offense from a routes perspective, it's going to be just kind of same old, same old with him. Yeah, could be. Uh, I, I, I said Rashawn Jenkins, uh, second most points at his position last year. I, I just think he had some really crazy tackle games last year. He had a game with mm-hmm. 18 tackles, another one with 12. And I just, I just don't see that him repeating that he's never done that in, in the history of, of his career. And so um, maybe, maybe we don't realize, don't think he's going to be there, but, uh, I always look at a guy who has a, a really high out of character gear. And I just don't think that's going to something he can consistently do. So I said, Rashawn Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, next team, new name, but you still suck. Uh, Scott, what was your sleeper for Scott? So, you know, I think with the, the draft pick of Quentin Johnston, um, I do think this is going to create some competition there in L.A. And I, I do think him getting Mike Williams, uh, I don't think he's much of a sleeper, but I think he's going to have a big bounce back year from what he did last year. And I think the, the, the new incoming big guy uh, is really going to drive him to have a, a really stellar year and, and could see him be a really high-end wide receiver too. Uh, I, I said Zayvon Collins, uh, moving to defensive end. Um, you know, it, they kind Arizona did the same thing with Hassan Reddick. They kind of put him in an outside linebacker in Arizona. He left Arizona, moved to D end at Philly. He had 16 sacks last year. I could see the same thing happening for Zayvon Collins. I think he could be a top 10 DN this year. Uh, player you don't, you don't, you believe won't live up to expectations. So I think there's, you know, after his first year, Drake London has been height, tight, tight. You know, I think there's a lot of expectations for him to, to just continue to improve. Um, I think that Atlanta offense is pretty sneaky good um, with, with you know, the wide receiver core, the Cordero Patterson, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts. I just think there's going to be, one, a lot of talent that could touch the ball at any time. I also don't know if I trust Desmond Ritter yet, um, who's going to be the starter. So um, I think we could see uh, underperforming Drake London from a fantasy fantasy perspective. Because just that team just has a lot of talent at the skill positions now. I went a little. I think this is might be a little controversial. I actually went with Will Anderson. Um, it's just a hunt for me. Like I, he's moving to D end um, at, at in Houston, and you know you see his Alabama career. Most of the time he's in a stand up stance, and he's and, he, and he's able to do. I just wonder if when going to a three point stance, uh, does he does he have. Uh, is there a learning curve? And so maybe at some point, because I know he's a really smart and really, you know, heralded, had a heralded college career. I just, I, I watch film and I just, I not blown away by his athleticism. And maybe that's just, I haven't watched enough film on him, but um, I just have to ask you this. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Aiden Hutchinson is good? Uh, yeah. He's better than Aiden Hutchinson. I think, yeah, I mean, I, he could be. I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. He had a better college career. He was no more doubt. productive. He probably no should doubt. have been invited to the Heisman ceremony. He wasn't. I think, you know, he would have been he would have been maybe the number one overall pick his sophomore year. Yep. Um, you know, it's one of those kind of talents. So 
I'm not worried about him at all. I think he'll be fine. I, I could be wrong. It's just something I've seen, and I I it, I knew it would be controversial, and I didn't really. I just don't. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, no. Next next one, Yeiser plan. Uh, you have a sleeper for for Yeiser plan. Yeah. So for me, it's Brian Osama. I think he's primed for a very solid season at linebacker in Minnesota. He's the starting MLB there. Um, I think that has traditionally been very productive when Eric Kendricks was there. Um, so uh, look out for Brian Osama to have a big season. Uh, I want D- D- Devon Ajane. Uh, it, it's to me, I think there's it's a perfect opportunity for him. And I, and I think uh, if Tua stays healthy with a really high powered offense, I don't think that the backfield that he's going against is uber talented, uh, and especially Moser and Wilson, they they don't stay healthy. Um, and so if those if Moser and Wilson d- don't stay healthy, and I also like to like uh, A Chain's film, I think he's explosive, does did some really good things at Texas A&M. And so if he gets an opportunity on that offense, I think he could be a, a big time steal. Yeah. Uh, player you don't believe will live up to expectations. So for me, it's Travis Etienne. Uh, I think there's a reason work was getting taken by Jamarco Hasty last year. I think now with Tank in the picture, uh, it's going to be hard for him to meet the expectation as a solid RB1. Uh, I think he may, maybe falls uh, into the RB2 category this year out of the top 12, top 14. Uh, I went with Alex Highsmith. I don't think he's going to have 14 sacks again this year. And uh, I think, frankly, I don't don't think he's that really that talented of a player. And so – um, I, there's, there's just no way he does what he did last year. And so, uh, I think Alex Highsmith was an easy pick for me. Uh, next one, bring back Kobe. Uh, this is Mike's team, right? Yeah. Mike's team. What do you got for a sleeper for Mike? So I said, look out for Isaiah Hodgins. Um, he's now a starter in New York. Um, I think he has the talent and the speed explosiveness to be very productive. I don't think there's much expected of him this year. Um, so I think he's a decent, decent sleeper and could be Mike's, uh, I was here four. I was here five on his team. Okay, I went with uh, Jerome Ford uh, because uh, Cream Hunt's gone, and Cream can he be the new Cream Hunt? Uh, I've he- I'm hearing good things out of camp from, from about him, his, his catching ability. And I know they want they say they're going to give Nick Chubb more looks in the passing game, but that's just never happened. And frankly, I don't think he's a very good catcher of the ball. And so if if they if they they, they, they experiment with, with Chubb doesn't work when it comes to him catching the ball. They put Jerome Ford in there. Uh, you know, we know we saw Kareem Hunt have success and startability in, in fancy formats. And so if Jerome Ford can take over for him, um, that might be a sleeper pick. Uh, player you, you don't, you, you're not believing in. Yeah. So um, it's not that I don't believe in him. I think he's a, a tremendous talent. I, I just, I think he's just going to, you know, under deliver this year. That's scary Terry McCormick. Um, I just don't know. I don't believe in Sam Howell. I know a lot of people do. There's been hype train around him. Um, I Dotson is in that offense now. Is going to start taking some some looks away from him, especially you know in the intermediate routes and, and crossing routes. So um, I think I think Terry McLaurin just takes a slight step back this year. Still going to be very good. Just won't quite hit the the levels he's seen the last couple of years. Yeah, I agree. I, I said Terry. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I, big risk, I think. Um, like I, my question is, what if Sam Howell's bad? Then what? Where are they going? Um, and so, and I, like you said, I, I'm not. I don't think Sam Howell's that good. And so, if he's not good, um, then I think Terry McLaurin has a down year. And I also think, uh, what's his face? Uh, who is the other wide receiver there that that's young uh, from Penn State? Um, other wide receiver? Yeah. Who's uh, the? Um, gosh, 
from, from Penn State. I drafted last year. What's his name? Anyways, I can't think of it. Dotson, right? Yeah, yeah, Jahan Dotson. Thank you. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. And so I think Jahan Dotson is younger and more talented even at this age. And so um, I'm not not sold on Terry McLaurin this year. Next team is Dr. Make My Team Great Again. Who's your sleeper? I don't know if he's a sleeper, but I, I think he's a guy that people expected a lot of, especially after Kansas City traded Tyreek Hill. Um, it's Sky Moore. I think he's really coming into his own. I think he's carving a rollout on the team, and I think there's been some issues with Kadarius Tony, who um, it looked like they brought in because they didn't believe in Sky Moore. But um, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you know uh, they really believe in him, and I think he can really carve a rollout on, on a very productive offensive team uh, there in Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I took uh, Dave Montgomery. I think Jamal, uh, he's going to have Jamal Williams' role. Uh, he think I think he's a good running back. I think he's. Uh, I think he had some. Did some really good things in Chicago. I don't think Chicago had that great of an offensive line. And so mm-hmm. it didn't – I don't think David Montgomery could ever really show what he's really capable of. And I think he's going to a team that has a really good offensive line on a solid offense. They're going to give him all the goal line carries. Um, you know, I, I know we love Jameer Gibbs, but, you know, Jameer Gibbs is still a rookie and he's still going to have growing pains. And so David Montgomery could be a big-time sleeper uh, in, in, in any league. A player you don't think is going to live up to expectations. Um, so here we go. Tyler Lockett. Um, he's not going to see 200 points again this year. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba now on the field. Um, Tyler Lockett really depends on the, the long downfield, big play ball. He's 30 years old. Um, I think his target share is going to take a hit. Um, so for me, I think Tyler Lockett just underperforms this year. Yep. Same here. I had Tyler Lockett additional, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Can Geno Smith be good again this year? I don't really believe in Geno Smith. And so um, I think Tyler Lockett could easily have